Though in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. You see, we understand that what God gives us when we give our lives over to him, when we yield the rule in our lives to him, that what God gives us is from God. So it has a supernatural dimension. He's not dependent upon uh, natural situations and circumstances. It goes, goes beyond that. Uh, and it rides over all these things. And uh, you see, <clears throat> the Word of God declares when, uh, when we pass through the waters, he will be with us. Uh, it's not that we don't have to pretend that we're not passing through the waters, passing through the difficult place. God doesn't deal in pretense. He deals in reality. Uh, and he, he loves us to be real. We don't have to pretend anything uh, with God. We just have to be real and open and honest. And uh, he can do what only he can do. And uh, so I've deeply appreciated how you've uh, really picked up this issue of prayer yet again. And uh, the giving which may have taken place some time ago but being used in these times, and the level of commitment which is expressed, which is part of our message. It's part of the message of the kingdom uh, in the world. You know, uh, actions speak louder than words, and uh, the impact of our message has been far greater in the things that we do, whether in terms of people coming here or us going to other places. Uh, the impact has always been far higher in action than in and just simply in words and that's that's how it should be uh, we want to be those who are doers not just hearers of the word we will keep you in touch with uh, further um, developments we're just trying to weigh up we're not sure yet what's going to happen it may be that I will need to uh, return soon uh, to Mozambique. Uh, we're just really not at the stage where we're exactly knowing what, what is the situation there at the moment. I want to take us back for a short while uh, to our time together at Clear Sound. And I started to talk to you <clears throat> about certain... Uh, we talked about it's like going into a spacious place, a large place, and we, we used, as we always do, we use uh, the pattern that God has given us in his word to learn, and God says it's, it's there for your instruction, uh, to learn 
how it's to be, what we're to do, what we're to expect, etc., etc. And we talk, uh, understandably, the story of the children of Israel going into the land. And began to pick up certain aspects of that so that we were instructed from the Word of God what we could expect, how it could be, how we could respond, because uh, we haven't been this way before. This is a new stage, a new thing that we're engaged in. And you may remember we talked about a land uh, flowing with uh, milk and honey. (coughs) Excuse me. And uh, (coughs) the children, I think, were with us at that time, so we talked a lot about uh, milk and honey and things like that. But basically, what it means uh, is a phrase. And what it means is a, a place where the supernatural power of God. We think of it in terms of uh, healing, uh, our lives being changed from within, uh, God providing for us. But of course, uh, the supernatural power of God goes way beyond that. And even some of those things that Jamie was saying, why should somebody just turn up? And we're talking a little flight. Uh, from Johannesburg to Byra in, in Mozambique. Why should somebody turn up that knows Carmelia at that point? See, I, I see these things not... I don't actually believe in coincidence. I believe there's a sovereign God that orders all things after the counsel of his own will. And so he makes provision. And uh, so we see the supernatural and uh, it's important that we... We recognise that and declare that. Um, Now, last week, am I right in believing that you talked somewhat about the power of testimony? Yeah? Good. Excellent. Uh, Because that's not just telling what happened. You realise that. And I think that was contained in that that clip. That is a prophetic uh, demonstration, prophetic thing. You can take hold of that and receive that. So, do we all agree it's important? Okay. Mm. Has God been doing anything this week? Eh? No? No? Nothing? The week before? Anything? Hmm? Yes, okay. One thing. Tanya. Uh, Lorraine, how many people have approached you for uh, giving testimony this week? Not very many. Not many like the big O. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Hmm. 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 What does the Bible say about encouraging one another? Yeah. Daily. Yeah. Okay. Go to it, church. Go to it. Encourage one another. Now, there's lots of ways of encouraging. Yeah? <coughs> if you don't tell, I'm going to tell. Lots of ways. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. A land flowing milk and honey. 
Was it just for then? Of course not. It's ongoing. Uh, we talked about a time uh, given, it shall be given unto you, a time of receiving. And uh, this is a time when it's good and right to be reaching out and meeting the power of God, the life-changing power of God, to be enjoying the presence of God, enjoying the, the, the pure joy uh, of knowing him and uh, the experience in the Holy Spirit and nothing to compare with the presence of God. You go through anything in the whole world, whether that which is bought by money or whatever form, there is nothing to compare. You say, well, well, well what's it like? Hmm, there comes a problem, because it's better felt than told. Yeah? You need to experience something. Yeah. Adventure, fun, sacrifice, I don't know how to describe it. Land flowing with milk and honey. A time when God is giving to us, a time when we might receive it. time when we've got to be open to God uh, speaking to us and bringing things uh, through any particular route that he chooses. Then we talked about, in the land, there were certain features. We talked about a place of refuge. And I, didn't, I don't think I went into all the story uh, very much uh, but you can read it there. It's there if you want to look at it. It's Numbers 35 if you want the detail. Place of refuge, a place of justice, and a new economic system. And do you remember that we actually began to work together on that? Now, I don't know whether we've, we've encapsulated all that yet and whether that's out or not. Um, but I just stole. You remember those, those things that... Different thoughts, what would it look like that we stuck up on the, on the wall? Well, I had a little walk along. Uh, I didn't have a lot of time. I just nicked a few of those. Yeah? Yeah? I wasn't supposed to, no, but you know, nobody else was there. Actually, I think, I think Richard was maybe there, but he was playing his guitar on the other side, and I just prayed that the Lord would close his eyes. Right. Refuge. Just, I, I want us to understand this is about real things in the here and now. Yes, we're using a picture, a pattern, a story from long ago, only because God says that's the way I speak to you, that's the way you learn. How about this one? Our children, this is a place of refuge. Our children will be drawn toward children who feel unsafe and will lead them like shepherds into a safe place it will be the instinct of the holy spirit operating in them to find the lost sheep talking about children that are not safe they will learn ways of hearing cries of children that can't be heard even by experts think about the world we're living in yeah? think about what's on the news at the moment think about situations that have been covered, not only by experts, but by people in authority. This is breaking through all that stuff. God, God's way, yeah? Holy Spirit operating in them to find the lost sheep. They will learn ways of hearing cries of children that can't be heard even by the experts. Experts will remark on the way our kids hear what is ultimately 
the cry of a spirit for their spiritual father. <clears throat> then another one, one the children did, you can't see it from here, but a place of refuge. And what have they got? I hold it up, you won't be able to see it. It's a lighthouse. Yeah? A safe place. Yeah? Yeah. Always attracted to that. That's what I always wanted to be. A lighthouse keeper. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of... Yeah, I did, true. For years and years, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, I had a career change. How about this one? We prayed for the hub. That's the community hub. That it will become a place of refuge for many people with all types of issues. Yeah. A place where people feel safe and welcomed. Yeah. Then we looked at uh, justice, fair trial. How about this one? This is, these are things which you have produced. Now, there's a lot more, and I, I don't know quite what stage they're at at the moment, but <clears throat> seeing a change in the community for care of individuals who are forgotten or missed out by the, by the kind of red tape, the bureaucracy. When people don't put the care of the person first. What about justice? Advocates for those who can't speak out. Now, it's true to say that over the years, we have already been doing some of this, but we're talking about coming into a, a large place, a place of expansion, a place where there's no longer restriction, where we can expand to be something more of what God's called us to be. Here's another one about justice, the exposing of slave trade and getting rid of it. Yeah. One of the... One of the major trades now is, well, it's not called slave trade, it's called people smuggling or something like that, but basically a massive thing going on in, in our world. It's hard to believe, really, isn't it? When, you, when many of us grew up knowing and hearing stories or learning in history about the ending of, of slavery, knowing that we're living in a modern world where that business is, uh, is prospering like never before. Amazing thing. Then about new economic systems. We talked about that. We talked about our brother not needing to work three jobs and learn English at the same time. Uh, and then we celebrated what we felt, what God put in our hearts to do for the guys in Sierra Leone, even as recently as Christmas. But a new economic system, the sharing of wealth, not abusing uh, our... Uh, own position of wealth or power, uh, seeing how God would have us to use it, yes, and how others would use that position of wealth and power. How about this people stepping out in faith to set up kingdom business that would generate resources and support other communities uh, in the UK and across the earth um, in the term of of a tithe of our tithes. Of course, as a, as a church, we already do that. Uh, and uh, you probably, many of you know, but for those of you who don't know, that many years ago, uh, when, as a church, 
our outgoings were greater than our, what was coming in, God spoke to us and said, set aside 10% of your income for a purpose that I'm yet to tell you. Do you remember that? Many of you will remember that. Some of you don't know it. It was an interesting time when I had one of those conversations with God that you then realise are pretty stupid. I do have stupid conversations sometimes. I said, Lord, do you understand? We've got more going out than coming in. How can we set aside 10%? I'm asking the creator of the universe if he understands. I'm asking him if he, if he you know, needs a lesson in bookkeeping or something like that. So that's what we did. And I can't remember for how long, but for uh, quite a while, we were in this situation of kind of struggling a bit and this, this separate fund of money building up until one day God told us to do something and I, I I am struggling to remember what it was in the back of my mind I've got something to do with Poland but we've never had anything to do with Poland so I might be wrong on that eh? no I, I don't think no that was that was a separate thing I don't know anyway does it matter Probably not, but... And then later on, uh, the word of the Lord came to tell us to double that. So that's what we do. Uh, And uh, we're very pleased to be in that realm, not just of those as a company that receive, but those who give. I was very excited what Jamie was saying about Lawrence's church. It's a very, very significant thing when we... Uh, we begin to think about giving rather than getting. See, that's a kingdom. kingdom the kingdom of God is, is about giving. It's not, not about getting. We shouldn't be focused on getting. It's about giving. So, uh, help the poor amongst us and model divine wisdom and provision. Yes. Very different to the wisdom of this world, as I've told you before. Uh, in my previous incarnation, I was not totally unsuccessful in the work that I was doing in helping rich people to get richer. Uh, and learned, therefore, in the course of that, when I was stockbroking, uh, the, the principles of, of making money, as far as this world's concerned. And then you come into the kingdom of God, and if you'd written them down, it would be a good idea to take them and tear them up. Because uh, it's completely different. In the kingdom of God, the whole economic system is totally different. It's not about conserve and keep in order to grow and advance. It's as we give according to what God says, he gives to us as well. It's a completely different system uh, in that uh, time. So then we didn't get to the next couple of things. And uh, this land, which we go into, uh, has to be, uh, well, we we covered has to be possessed. uh, And we talked about, uh, do you remember we sung the song that you all love? He did not take us out this far. Do you remember that? (coughs) And we stopped on giants. Yeah. Well, we faced giants. 
doesn't stop us possessing the land. It does mean that we have to be real. Sometimes uh, we face things that the enemy comes back at us with something. Some of you have experienced that. It doesn't alter what God says. It doesn't alter who God is. You know? My father was a boxer. Uh, one of the things he said, I remember him saying to me, when, you, when you're knocked down uh, or you take a punch, you don't sit there, you get up and uh, you get moving again. And uh, I think that in the things that we're doing, I, I echo what Jamie said. I felt that we've always appreciated the support that you give us when we're out there and wherever it may be. But I tell you, this time, I'm particularly personified with uh, what Hans was doing because he was picking up not just the administration of it, but the, uh, the spiritual dimension of it uh, on your behalf. And uh, that sense of uh, picking up things and, and, and praying them through and not letting go is a very, very key an important thing. Yeah, we will face, we face giants and we pray through and uh, overcome sometimes in these, these real situations just simply as we pray. All right. As they went into the land, there was a, a, um, a charge given, like a commissioning uh, particular roles, particular areas were given and they were charged with responsibility and uh, some of them were charged to settle here but don't stay there. Your women and children can stay there but you've got to go and, and fight with the others until they have got possession of their land. Uh, I'm not, I don't really feel to get into the detail at the moment here. Uh, we maybe come back and look at it later. But what the thing I wanted us to get hold of was as they went into the land, the standard changed. There was a, a higher standard. Um, and if we come back, let's come right back. What did we call our time away? Clear sound. Where did that come from? Way back last autumn time, we talked about uh, a certain sound, a clear and certain sound. A certain sound, clear sound, is about a very definite position and standard of righteousness on what God wants. And uh, for them, uh, they had to do, and this is in Numbers 33, drive out the unholy and pull down idols. Well, you say, I don't have any idols. I don't have a little uh, a Buddha on my mantelpiece or whatever it is you do. I don't have them. Mm. Let's remember, anything that we hold in a greater importance or a higher position than God himself becomes an idol. It's in place of God. It's taking priority over God and our relationship with him. So whatever it is, whether it's education, job, position, relationships, home, anything that somehow becomes more significant, more important, more focused. 
A higher standard is required. Guys, this is what God is talking to us about in order to enable us to thrive at this time where he's bringing us, that we live in that position uh, with a higher requirement, a higher standard. Bible talks about uh, the circumcision of heart, basically talking about a walk that delights God, a heart attitude. This is not about doctrine, the things that we believe. This is not about the things that we do. This is about how we are, what our heart attitude. And we can do all sorts of things, but if the heart's not right, if it's not love, then we need to take position. That position is that we change. Position is that we change the heart attitude because that becomes more important than anything else. Amen? <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. No special provision. No, no, no. Everybody's treated the same. All right. Yeah. Na, 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 na. I thought we're one step away from the next thing. Papa, papa. Oh, praise God for gracious. Kind of. <laughs> All right. Where did we get to? Heart attitude. Large place. He wants us to be oaks of righteousness. Kingdom of God, remember, is not about getting, but about giving. We seek him. Higher standard. We seek him for himself. Don't seek him for what we're going to get. We seek him for himself. And our focus has got to be on who we are in Christ. I mentioned this earlier on, enjoying him. So that we actually are engaged in pursuing that higher standard. You think about, you know the Bible talks about oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. Just think about that for a moment. A tree doesn't depend on the environment because the roots go deep. Uh, he becomes our source. Yeah? You know, if, if, it's, if you get a few weeks of dry weather, we did once, do you remember that? I think it was 1976 or sometime like that. A tree doesn't die because it's, its, its roots go deep. It has its own source, not dependent upon the uh, immediate environment. And remember, just while we're talking about that, that when he was describing the land, he was talking about uh, water from heaven. He was saying, this is going to be different. Uh, this is about where you're dependent on water from heaven, on God, what God gives. Uh, there's not a place um, where you can be your own God in your own garden. And if we think that God himself is the water, God is the life, God is the one who is our source, God is the one who we are required to, if you like, de move deeper into in order to receive all that he has for us. New place of drawing. God is the water. We can't make uh, any treaty with the enemy. That's another thing. No place of compromise. Uh, no treaty with the enemy. Uh, and sometimes, 
Well, just, just take hold of this a second. Sometimes we have to deal with breaking past treaties. What, what, what do I mean by that? It can be things that have been said. It can be things that have been done. Things which, a treaty, if you like, uh, is something that you enter into a kind of agreement and it becomes a binding thing. That's a treaty. See, God doesn't want us in any way to be held up in this large place by things from the past. Maybe something that was said. Sometimes people suffer from that. Oh, you'll never be any good. You'll never be able to do this. Or... Uh, those are things in the, in the large place as we move into the land. They're things that are to be dealt with by the power of God, to be broken with, to be set free from them. Now, let me tell you what happens. As I'm saying this, as I'm saying this, you might find something leaps into your mind. Let's assume because we're here in the presence of God, that is God the Holy Spirit pointing out to you, that's the thing that you need to be freed from. In the land, in this large place, no treaties, nothing that is kind of brought in from the, from the past. And I'm just looking, because we're not just teaching as per a lecture. We're sharing God's word with the Holy Spirit. And if you are open to be listening to God in that way, I tell you, that's what you'll hear. Just like that. It will leap into your mind. You think, hey, I don't need that. That's something that's been said. That's something that's been done. That's something that hangs on to me, which doesn't need to be there. And when we come to this in a few minutes, when we come to the end of just I'm sharing this stuff with you, that's when we're going to pray. And if you know something that's a treaty from the past, something that you have kind of somehow been bound with or given over to, or you find it to be a restriction upon you, that's when we're going to be looking for the particular ministry of the Holy Spirit to see you released from that, to see you set free from that. Because in this new place, no treaties with the enemy. And we can't enter into anything that is contrary to what God wants. We can't enter into anything which is compromised. We're talking about a clear sound. We can't um, enter into something, well, you know, just keep quiet about that. Just not, let's not, let's not go there. Let's have that little no-go area. Let's not touch that. No, no, there's no place for that as we enter into the land. This is a place, a higher standard. No, no limitations. Where we, we really need to concentrate on what has he done? What has he obtained for you? And what does he think of you? Huh? What does God think of you? I don't care what some friend or enemy or some parent or some relative. Let's just think about 
what does he think of you? See, in this, in this place, in this large place, as we think about what he's done, as we think about what he's obtained for us, we also need to think, what does he think of you? Take a little moment. What does he think of you? Hmm? Let me give you a clue, for just a little starter. He says he loves you because he decided to. Not much about what you've done or haven't done. He loves you, loves you because he decided to. Yeah? You with me? All right. One final thing. Then we come to prayer. What he spelled out as they went into the land, what we have to understand, he described the extent of the land and the borders of the land. In other words, what was theirs and what was not theirs. That's why we are so keen to follow his word. Not only his written word, but the prophetic word that comes. I spoke to Hilton. Hilton is a probably the, the most senior leader after myself in the network. Prophetic. You remember Hilton from St. Martin. Talked to him about this situation. And uh, he, he didn't really have a lot to say about that, but he had a lot to say about the implications. Obviously he was saddened as the rest of us about Anacleto. And he did something that was unusual. He's written, basically, uh, to the network uh, an instruction, um, a prophetic word about an emphasis that we must pursue. Now, if you track back, and some of you had a time to look at that prophetic journey, you will see that the boundaries that we have followed have been determined, of course, by the word of God, but also by the prophetic word that we've had. We talked about the children. Investing in the next generation was a word that we've had, which has been so critical, and we have always sought to continue that, and we'll be increasing that in coming days. Pouring out the oil, that's what we've been doing. Giving of our, our money, ourselves, our energies, our time. Seeing the grace of God and the promise of God that we can expect to, the phrase that came to us was to punch above our weight. I, I don't know if you all know that phrase. It's basically in a, in a boxing uh, time, boxing uh, scenario, there are different weights. People are sort of sized up and s- split into different classes. And this is about actually way beyond our size, way beyond our significance, actually being able to achieve a lot more. And we have seen that and we believe to do that constantly. And it's happening at this very moment uh, in a number of areas, not least of which, of course, is the whole Sierra Leonean thing. Here's the key. I touched on it earlier. When they crossed over, I had to keep focused on the ark because I hadn't gone this way before. These are people that had spent 40 years in absolute defeat because of fear and because of not listening to God. They've been restricted. We're a people that have sought to follow God and he is now 
spoken to us about what we can expect in this time. And interestingly, uh, and I just mentioned this because this is what, if we had, had time at Clear Sound, I would have shared with you. I'd finished up with this, Revelation 12, verse 10. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Hmm. There is such power contained in words. The ability to actually, well, the Bible says we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth. Guys, speak about what God's doing. Speak about what God's doing. Speak about what God's doing. Anybody who will listen, and if they won't listen, well, there are ways to make them listen, you know? Sometimes, sometimes when the children want attention, they get hold of me like that, right? Yeah? And direct my head. Not the, not the big... I'm talking about little children. <laughs> yeah. The big children, when they were growing up, if I'd phased out, was thinking about something else, and they were having a conversation, they would wave their hands in front of me like that. Speak about it. Overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of our testimony. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Praise God, we don't have to camp there. We just pass through. And the passing through is not comfortable. It's not a convenient thing. But God is with us. And the things that we would say bad things happen to us. We can't control I like what Joseph said, that which was intended for evil, God has used for good. And our trust is in him. And let us be a people that respond in such a way that things that are done against us are used to actually develop us, not pull us down. Let's just deal with those treaties. Let's just deal with those treaties. Remember what I said a little while ago? I'm going to ask the power of the Holy Spirit just to free us right now. I don't want to know what they are, but I do want you to recognize, has God spoken something to you that you need to be freed from? Maybe it's resulted in a fear. Maybe it's resulted in a restriction. Let's just stand together. This is what I want you to do. Why do I want you to do it? Because I think this is the thing that God has given us to do that will help you. Don't we need to speak out loud? I just want you in the quietness of your own heart to just state before God, I believe this is the thing, that this is my moment to be set free from. This is a treaty. This is something 
which has hung on to me. Now you'll know what it is. Tell God what it is. Speak to him in the quietness of your own heart. And then we're going to pray. I'll give you a moment to do that. Father, this land flowing with milk and honey, this land with abundant supernatural manifestation, this place that you bring us, where we're freed up by your power from things that we'd like to get rid of, thoughts that stick with us, attitudes that hold us, fears that bind us, things that seem to have become part of us. These treaties, these things which you have touched this day, this thing which you have raised in my thinking this day, I now say, Lord, set me free. And now, Lord, we ask, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you would move amongst us. And deep into the being, of my brothers and sisters as they confess their desire to be freed from this particular binding thing in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus we speak freedom we speak release in Jesus name over every demonic hold over every evil thought over every binding thing everything that even they may have entered into. We speak freedom now. We speak release now in the name which is above every name. Name of Jesus. Let's just declare the name which is above every name. The name of Jesus.